Welcome to Going Inward. I am your host, Joe Vega. In this podcast, we celebrate the brave and courageous souls that have made the tough journey in search of their most authentic self. Through hard work and sacrifice, our guests have tapped into their true purpose in life, and they're here to drop words of wisdom to assist our listeners in developing a greater connection to themselves. We will chop it up about our spiritual journeys, psychedelics, astral projections, channeling, healing trauma, esoteric history, mental health, fitness, nutrition, and entrepreneurship. Make sure to subscribe and listen to every episode. You can find me on Instagram at GoWinJoeVega. Drop a comment or a question and I'll get back to you soon. Peace. What's going on, guys? Welcome to Going Inward. I am your host, Joe Vega. What's going on, you beautiful people out there? Thank you for tuning in. It's been a wonderful week, a week of many blessings. Yesterday, I had the privilege of leading a wonderful group through my guided meditation series um, into a healing ceremony, which included my uh, meditative movement floss, um, which is a term that I coined to basically assist participants in achieving a flow state, being able to put yourself in a position where you can receive all of the benefits of meditation without having to just sit there and attempt to quiet your mind. That can be such a difficult thing for so many people. You know, for whatever reason, probably because we are a society that is continuously on the go. We are a society that continuously depends on all of these externalized devices, uh, all of these externalized ideas that, you know, the, the thought of sitting there and being able to, to muster up the courage and the bravery to sit quietly and to attempt to dig deep within yourself. It's almost like an insurmountable, impossible task for anyone. So we need a hack, right? So movement is something that I've been interested in since the day I was born. Uh, I've been in fitness and in rehab. I've either been teaching movement or I've been rehabilitating movement for the past 15 years. So it seems pretty obvious to me in order to get people to achieve that flow state, getting them involved with movement patterns that are aimed towards remedying and even healing. You know, like I, I, I won't be scared to use the H word. Okay. I, I, I know, you know, I know it's important that you don't get yourself in trouble with big pharma, with the medical industry, because, you know, they're not necessarily in the business of healing. They're in the business of treating 
healing doesn't pay the bills, apparently. So that means that our better interests have been put to the side in order to fill the pockets of a very few individuals that run uh, big pharma in the medical industry. Okay, so let's not forget that. Let's not discard that information. That isn't conspiracy theory. That is fact. So what all that translates into is a society that lacks the confidence, lacks the courage to look inward to help remedy their solutions. You know, the, the confidence levels, the self-esteem, the, the mental health in general are at an all-time low. And what that does is it takes our power away from us. It's debilitating, not being able to solve your own problems and always needing someone else to help you out. So with my practice, I've basically geared myself towards helping others to solve their own problems. So you can have a toolkit, a regimen that you can kick in under any circumstances, in any situation, right? So you get a lot of people that, especially this time since travel has been restricted the way it's been during COVID times, it's just been an added layer of stress, of depression, of anxiety to people who normally uh, would freely jump into a plane and, and go on multiple vacations throughout the course of the year. You know, I, I need to get away. So let me jump on a plane. I'll head to the West Coast. Let me jump in a plane. I'll head overseas and I'll temporarily forget about all of the issues that I have. Now, one of the big issues with that is you can't outrun yourself. Where are your problems? Who are your problems? What are your problems really? Okay, usually they begin and they end with you. So it doesn't matter what location we decide to travel to, domestic, international, five-star resorts, all right? Even spiritual retreats. We need to be able to assimilate in this society where we are right now. We need to be able to program ourselves so that we can manage better, okay? It's, it's, it's been a stress management issue where we just don't have the tools we're too busy seeking out someone else's lifestyle. We want someone else's bank account. We want someone else's wardrobe. We want someone else's hair. We want someone else's muscles. We want someone else's ass. Okay. Uh, we're too busy seeking externally our, our happiness. And for me, it took me a long time I'm not, gonna, I'm not gonna sound like I've always known this. I had to come to my own realization that all of the energy and the efforts that I was putting in to please other people were going in vain. 
And when I really was able to look deeply within myself, when I was given access to the innermost portions of Joe Vega and what his soul looks like, right? I learned pretty quickly that I had my own purpose, my own journey, my own things that I had to achieve that had absolutely nothing to do with anyone else. So when I step into any facility, when I'm online with a client on Zoom, all right, I am coming from a place where um, I, I have empathy. I have empathy for that individual, for that group of individuals who are only in the beginning phases of realizing that their, their journey has to begin. And it has to begin more often than not with a descent. You know, and I think that most people in, in inside, in, their, in the back of their minds, they know this. They know that they have to go down first. They know that there will be a descent into darkness. You know, the longest story that's ever been told in humanity is about the hero's journey. Okay, so you've got the hero's journey, you look in the Bible, and they talk about all of these different figures, you know, whether you believe in religion or not, whether you go to church, whether you're Christian, whether you're a Jew, whether you're a Muslim, every single culture, religion has these uh, hero stories, these hero journeys. Okay, so, you know, you've got all of these different figures like Moses, Jesus Christ, David, uh, you know, you've got the Cain and Abel stories, you've got all the Egyptian lore, you've got Gilgamesh in, in, in Mesopotamian and in, in Sumer, Sumerian times. Okay, all of these heroes, in order for them to to achieve these great feats and to bring peace to their people and to bring peace to themselves, they all had to go against a dark, dark demon. They all had to go, uh, they had to descend into a place of darkness and they had to work their way out. They had to learn from their journey, the hard lessons that they learned from their journey. That's, that's the education. That's when we look when we look at the entire hero journey, the most important part of it isn't the end when the hero gets the girl. The important part is the transformation that occurs when we begin to realize that there needs to be a change. And if we continue to do things the way that we were doing them, that we will continue to see the same results, the same unsatisfying results, okay? And that goes for 
anything in life. This can be transferred over to fitness. It could be transferred over to spirituality, uh, anything you think of, okay? There's a transformation that needs to take place and you must begin that process, all right? And this goes for everyone. I don't care how successful you are. I don't care how beautiful you are. I don't care how many followers you have on social media, how many people are listening to your podcast. There is a time where you will have to make your descent, okay? And there's plenty of people that they avoid that, right? You know, I, I, I have taken psychedelics and I've gone on spiritual journeys, you know, not for recreational purposes. Um, you know, not that I have a problem with that, but at the end of the day, that, that's not something that I was interested in. Um, obviously, for me, it was more for healing than it was for anything else, right? There's definitely demons that I, I knew that I had to battle at some point, and I grew tired of being the same person and running into the same uh, situations and same outcomes over and over again. So, I made the conscious decision that I wanted to alter my conscious levels and I wanted to see a change. Okay. So, you know, I know plenty of people, you know, God bless them. You know, they're, they're, they're wonderful at what they do. And some of them have had a calling towards spirituality, but they, they're unwilling to take the journey. Not that I need everybody to do, uh, a, a ayahuasca journey or a psilocybin mushroom journey, peyote, whatever the psychedelic of choice is, that, that's not completely necessary. But at the end of the day, it's very important for, for us spiritual healers to, to, uh, to take the journey, to descend, okay? And to really understand and know who we are. It's only through going through this journey, hitting rock bottom, that we're able to really understand who it is that we are. Okay, so, you know, as we as we learn more about ourselves, you know, we start realizing we start filtering out a lot of the stuff that we thought was really important to ourselves. We start understanding that, you know, maybe we don't need to travel as much as we used to travel. Right, because now I feel it feels good to be me. So I can technically be me right here and be fine with that. One of the things that I notice on my journey is that I'm so much more appreciative of nature. I'm so much more appreciative of the seasons, the, the progression of the seasons. I've never been more of a fan of fall in my life than I am right now. I enjoy it. It's, it's like I'm in love with nature. It's like nature can't fuck up right now, even if it tried with me. And I, I never even considered that at any point in my life. If it wasn't 75, 80 degrees, I thought the weather sucked. And now... I don't feel the need to jump in a plane to Miami to go be somewhere warm. Or, you know, I still would like to travel across the world to experience new things. But at the end of the day, I'm perfectly happy with this 
brisk weather, even when it's damp outside. You know, and, and it just, that's one less thing that you, you think about that you don't have to stress out about. I mean, think about that for a second. Think about how much throughout our lives, how, how often we've bitched and complained about the weather, right? Now we've essentially, I've essentially taken that category and I've basically, you know, I haven't cast it to the side. I haven't completely disregarded it because obviously, you know, rain can get in the way of things you want to do. But at the end of the day, there's a level of acceptance. I accept that the weather is going to have its ups and downs. I accept that weather is going to change. And I accept that I must adapt to that change. And that no matter how much I kick and scream, there are forces in this world, in this universe, that I do not have control over. Okay? And that is okay. And when we talk about things like letting go, okay, like submitting during a ceremony, submitting during a session and letting go and opening yourself up to the different levels of possibilities that can happen to you, okay, that's what we're talking about, all right? Understanding and respecting that you cannot, should not, be in control all the time. The more you realize that, the more you step into yourself and to your spirituality, the more you realize the power of the universe, okay? The beauty of the universe and the fact that you really don't have the control that you think you have, okay? And that's, and that's okay. The only thing that you really have control over is yourself. That's it. You may think because you're very successful and you control these people and people come to you and, you and you pay them and you make good money and you've got, you know, you're an influencer, you know, you think you're in control, but you're not. Okay. We're slaves. We're slaves to these things. All right. Work is work. All right. We are a culture. We are a species that was made to be slaves, okay? So in the back of our minds, in the depths of our DNA, we are workers, we are slaves, okay? Um, even as, as advanced, as technologically advanced we are, that is still the case, okay? And we still have that slave mentality that the only way that we're productive is when we're working, the only way that we're productive is when we're overwhelmed, okay? And I, I would say I'm, I'm guilty of that myself. I'm guilty of that myself, you know? And it's only now as I enter my 40s where I'm starting to realize that my time is more important than anything else, okay? And the amount of energy that I apply towards my business, okay? Um, I better be getting paid uh, in, in a way that, that you know, it makes sense for me to be giving up my time. All right. So, and I think a lot of people need to really, really think about that. How much are you charging for the services that you're providing? All right. Are you making the kind of money that you deserve to be making? Do you have to work more hours to make more money? Or are you confident enough in what you do and do good enough 
uh, uh, provide good enough services for people that you can charge more money, work less hours, and still maybe make more money than what you were making. What needs to happen in order for that to happen? Confidence, self-esteem. Where is that right now with you? It's at an all-time low with most people, okay? The majority of the issues that I see when I, when I have clients that come in, they usually are issues with their neck, their shoulders, their stomach, okay? Um, these are areas that are indicative of anxiety problems, okay? So one of the, the, the many, the many uh, movement patterns that I've created to which are basically geared towards assisting people in uh, coping with their anxiety issues. Okay, I, as you know, like I've suffered from anxiety for many years and through the usage of meditation and these movement patterns, I have been able to manage my, uh, my anxiety to a point where I rarely ever feel anxious anymore. You know, uh, you know, it's basic anxiety is basically the fear of, of impending doom. Okay, something is going to happen. I just know it. Maybe it's something that's already happened before. And it's happening, and you're sure that it's going to happen again. Right. So, you know, moving along. One of the things that I really wanted to talk about today was the connection between science and spirituality. Right. So to the lay person looking on the outs from looking from the outside in, it's very difficult to see the connection between those two things. Right. So, you know, we, we hear when we think about spirituality, most people think about religion. They think about, you know, you're Christian, you're Jewish, you're Muslim, or, you know, you're a person that does yoga all the time. And, and it's all about Buddha and Buddhism. Um, you know, we, we think, mysticism. We think, you know, all of the things that you watch on TV, right, about witches, you know, all the stuff that that people laugh about. That's your interpretation. That's your vision of what spirituality is. Okay. And when we look at science, we look at evidence. Okay. The scientific method, the reproducibility of a particular thing. Okay. Um, you no, know, you know, you've got all your different science disciplines. Okay. And they all have evidence and facts to back them up. Right. So obviously to the average person, these two things have no business being together. Right. Now, one of the things that, that I, I will say is, is that that's, that opinion usually comes from someone who doesn't have a spiritual background at all, okay? So in order for us to really make a, a educated uh, or at least have an educated opinion on something, we really need to have, a, at least have the experience of sampling what that means to be spiritual, okay? So, you know, I would like some scientists to go on spiritual journeys. I would love scientists to do psychedelics, right? So you actually have a lot of concrete research that's coming out right now that backs 
psychedelics. Okay, there's a great book that I've recently read, How to Change Your Mind. I believe the author's name is Charles Pollan. And it's a fantastic book. And it talks about the, uh, it talks about LSD and it talks about uh, psilocybin and how through varying dosage methods, one has the potential to help alleviate mental health issues specifically in the form of depression and anxiety. So the evidence is starting to come out. The scientific community is starting to embrace psychedelics. Okay. Now that doesn't necessarily mean that the scientific community is embracing all of these spiritual experiences. Okay. They do recognize that there is some form of powerful, uh, experience that happens within a person that leads to this pretty rapid transformation in, uh, in the different chemical levels in their body. Okay. Excuse me, just had to sip some water. Um, so, you know, we're starting to get the data to back up what we do, you know, and I think that once once you dive deep into history, right? You look at the ancient history, which I, I love ancient history, ancient esoteric history, not, not American history. I'm talking about the stuff that you don't get in your history class in high school and in college, right? Um, you know, you look at ancient Chinese culture, you look at the Tao, you look at uh, the TAO, the Tao, and, and the Chinese beliefs behind the, uh, the qi and what that's all about, okay? Understanding that there's a powerful, vital life force that's circulating with inside all of us, okay? One thing to note about these, these sages, these, these masters of the Tao were that these weren't religious men, you know, and I hate to say it, it was the majority of it was men, right? I mean, they weren't perfect, but these sages were all basically scientists, okay? And they would go through different experimentations on themselves through the process of meditation, okay? And they, will, they would receive the downloads of information that they would use to help practice, improve upon their practice, and allow them to do uh, things like manipulating their own biology, their own chemistry, their own uh, uh, foundation that, and manipulate their own DNA to a certain extent. Okay, so they had a firm grasp on the scientific uh, uh, portion of spirituality. They knew that you could reproduce these experiences under the right tutelage, okay, you were able to re-experience these things over and over again and improve upon your skill set when it comes to these things, okay? Um, and it was, it's, you know, it was reproducible the same way we look at the scientific method, right? So there's a, a fascinating book called Cultivating uh, Sexual Energy, which I'm obsessed with. Uh, the author is Montauk Chia, okay? And he's one of these more modern, he wrote this book in the 80s. 
Um, and, you know, but this is nothing new. This is something that's been known for thousands of years. Okay. You know, and, and you look at all of the, the uh, you look at some of the great minds that, that we know of, we know of uh, uh, that, that have basically helped progress, have moved our, our civilization uh, uh, ahead technologically. You know, you look at the, the Leonardo da Vinci's, you look at the Albert Einstein's, you look at the, the Tesla's, you look at the um, Steve Jobs, okay? All of these individuals at one point in their lives decided it was important for them to dip into esoteric knowledge, okay? So some of them made pilgrimages out to, uh, to Far East, okay? Some of them made pilgrimages to Tibet, uh, China, India, okay? And these are the same individuals, you know, that, that brought back innovation that had basically been unknown to the rest of humanity. How did these individuals stumble upon this information? Okay. Now, putting intentions aside, right, because obviously some of them had intentions just to be in service for themselves and to accumulate as much wealth as they possibly could. Um, and then you also had these individuals that were looking to not just better themselves, but to come up with ideas to better serve man, right? And, you know, if you do your research, and again, I'm not just talking about looking at Wikipedia, you know, I'm talking about like really digging. There's books out there that you can get into that give you the real history about Steve Jobs, not the movie that they did in Hollywood, the things that he was into, the pilgrimage that he made, okay? We basically, put it this way, we basically went from flip phones in 1998 to smartphones inside eight to 10 years, okay? How did that happen? Okay, what did he do? How did he know? How did he know this? Right? So if we dig deep enough, we learn, we find out the how, right? These individuals were able to tap into portions of themselves, right, that allowed them to connect to a greater source of energy. Right? So this is, this is when we start talking okay, well, you know, maybe the meditation isn't just a, a, a modality for us to just keep calm and cool, all right? Maybe there's something significantly greater about this meditation uh, uh, modality that allows us the ability to potentially tap into a greater source of information, right? How do we do that? Well, you know, when you have a, a pretty thorough understanding of what a brain really is, all right, uh, the more we strip away the, the, the impressive jargon around it and all the names, well, we basically, what we end up with is, is a, the most elaborate computer system ever created. And this computer system acts as a receiver. Okay, so when we're tuned to certain frequencies because of the things that we say, the things that we do, the foods that we eat, the company we keep, 
okay, we're able to tap into a different frequency. When we connect to ourselves, when we lock in with our souls and we achieve our higher self, we become uh, more connected and we have access to uh, different levels of, of vibration where we can connect with different energies, with different dimensions, right? We hear about things like astral projection. We hear about things, um, um, you know, um, having lucid dreams and, and being able to do things, being able to step, step outside your body, uh, having telepathy, you know, being a psychic, you know, all of these special, special attributes that seemingly are only relegated to a few people, we actually have all have the potential to be psychic. We have all been given the tools. We have all been given the anatomy. There are just some people that are more sensitive to it than us. Some of some people that have less layers obstructing these powerful uh, attributes. Okay. So, you know, as much as we want to look at these people like they're crazy, we all have the ability to be that crazy. Okay. And I, and I have the privilege of, of knowing some people who are, and I myself am, am a median. I'm a channel, you know, and, and it took me having my spiritual breakthroughs in order for me to realize what I was. Now, one thing that we have to understand that there is science behind that. Okay. There is science behind this process. Okay. We all, we have our seven chakras. We have our chakra, chakra of our energy centers. We have seven in particular. Okay. Now, one fascinating thing to, to highlight about that is that in all of our chakras, we also have accompanying anatomy that's in the area that, uh, you know, it's not there coincidentally. It's there for a reason. I like to speak about the endocrine system. So the endocrine system, the responsibility of the endocrine system is to uh, manage your hormones. Okay, so it manages the secretion, the creation, the flow of your hormonal balance in your body. Now, there is no surprise, there is no coincidence that in the area of each of the seven chakras, you have an associated endocrine gland. Why is that? Why do they, why are they in such close proximity to each other? What kind of relationship do these two systems have? Well, it's very interesting stuff. You know, the, the Montauk Chia book outlines uh, the, the knowledge of the endocrine system. We're talking 5,000 years ago by the, by the Chinese. They, they already knew about this stuff. They already knew that there was a link between our hormones and our spirituality and our chi. Okay. Now, the closer that you get to achieving the connection to your higher self, the more we position ourselves to be in control of our hormones. And think about that for a second. Think about the amount of difficulty that we're having with our hormones these days. 
Okay. You know, like I, I get a lot of people coming to me, especially during the pandemic time, telling me that they've put on weight and I sit down or, you know, maybe it's over Zoom and we talk about their nutrition levels. We talk about the things that they've eaten. Okay. The habits that they've created for themselves since the onset of the pandemic. And what's, what's very interesting is more often than not, we don't see an increase in caloric intake over that time. We don't. People are eating exactly the same amount of food, maybe, maybe some extra cheat meals, maybe a couple extra drinks here and there. But at the same time, in the grand scheme of things, these people are not changing their diet up significantly. And a lot of them, because they're home, they're actually cooking from home. So even if they're eating a little bit more, they're eating from home, they're making their own food. Okay, so generally, it's a little bit healthier. Okay, generally, it's food that can be more properly absorbed. So what's the problem? Why are these people still putting on weight? Well, once we have a better understanding of our endocrine system, when we start understanding the function of our thyroid, the function of our pituitary gland, the function of our adrenal gland, the function of all of the glands in our body, including our reproductive hormonal glands, our testosterone levels, our estrogen levels, once we start really sitting down and, and trying to understand their jobs, what, what it means to have unbalanced hormones. We look at that thyroid, okay? And we understand that the thyroid is located in the throat, okay? Our throat, we have a chakra in that area, the throat chakra, okay? From an, ener from an energetic standpoint, when we, we're having difficulty with communication with people, let's say you're having a very difficult time with your significant other, you're fighting all the time, you're not getting along, everything that person does irritates you. you, you're spending way too much time with this person, you haven't had the space that you've needed to really kick back and relax and, you know, it's irritating to you right? So you're arguing all the time. You might be arguing with friends, family, you might be irritated because someone's wearing a mask and you don't want to wear a mask. So you get angry and you say something that you don't mean. Okay. Or the flip side of it. You don't say anything. You don't speak your mind. You let someone take advantage of you. You eat the shit. Okay. You're upset about having to wear a mask, but you do it anyway, reluctantly. You're upset about all the things that are having in politics, but you don't know how to express that. You feel like you can't communicate. You can't do anything about it. Okay. You've got all of these job opportunities that have fallen by the wayside and you're upset about it, okay? You don't say anything. You keep this to yourself because you feel like it's a sign of weakness, 
okay? So what do you think that does to your thyroid gland? Knowing now that our thoughts and our actions can manipulate our physical body. It can influence our hormonal secretions. So when we look at things like hyperthyroidism, AKA Graves disease, we see an individual that begins to lose weight, right? This individual's metabolic rate is off the charts. It's super high. This is the person that is angry all the time and lashes out the big mouth. Can't keep it closed. Says disrespectful things all the time. Never, never, probably never gets checked the way that they need to. Oh, that's just so-and-so being so-and-so. He's just upset because his business is in the, in the tubes or in the dumps. So he gets a pass, right? You do that enough times, it's going to inf influence your hormonal balance, all right? And the person, when we talk about hypothyroidism, okay, what's associated with hypothyroidism? Okay, so we're talking about lower secretion levels, a much lower metabolic rate. We're talking about someone who winds up putting on weight. Okay, the same person that is unable to communicate, unable to speak their mind, they mysteriously put on weight over the span of six to seven months. Having not having taken on any additional caloric uh, uh, intake, right? Is that starting to make a good picture for you? Are you starting to make the connection? All right, make that connection. These aren't coincidences. The individual that's more of a spiritual adept will realize this, will recognize this, and will make the, make the move to regulate the behavior, regulate the thought processes. Understanding that through your meditations is where you're able to really sit down with a lot of this information that you have, these feelings, these emotions, and really begin to start organizing yourself. Okay. You know, I recently had somebody today say the same exact thing to me. And maybe that's, that's one of the reasons why I wanted to say it today, because it's in the top of my mind, you know, people are unable to make these connections. And as a physical therapist, as a personal trainer, people come to me and they ask me to help them with their weight. And what do I say to this guy? All right. He tells me he put, he's put 15 pounds on since the pandemic starts started. So what am I supposed to do? I need to, I need to lose this weight. Like, okay. So-and-so like, what, what, you know, like, like, what do you want? I know this person, this person hasn't changed their diet. 
I know that this person is out, it is fits into the, to the profile of somebody who may have uh, uh, thyroid issues, right? Specifically uh, hypothyroidism. So as a professional, I have a choice. I can go to this person and I could say to this person, well, so-and-so, here's a program for you that we're going to go on. And it's going to include changes to your nutrition. This is going to, it's going to include changes to your exercise program. That's one choice. The other choice that I have in which I addressed him, the more appropriate choice is providing him the information that he needs to make a realistic decision for himself. Okay. Now, understanding that this individual has been stressed the fuck out over the last seven months. Okay. He's not been able to go and travel the way that he normally does. Right. Who am I to go to this person and try to put them on a new diet and take away basically the only semblance of happiness that this person has at the current moment, because he hasn't really established a connection to himself at all. How do I look telling this person that he should cut out his alcohol, that he should cut out his, his, uh, his desserts and stop eating some of the things that are making him feel good? The couple of things that are actually making this guy feel good. How smart is that of me to do that? And then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to further push him into the ground by giving him these metabolic workouts that are just going to do nothing but jack up his cortisol and stress levels up even more. The guy can't recover. How does a guy like that sleep? Does he sleep? Okay, so professionals, fitness professionals, therapists, okay, people who are still following older paradigms really need to get with the program right now. I told that individual, I can help you with your meditation. That's going to be the best thing for you right now. You do not have a suitable coping strategy to help you deal with what's happening to you right now. Right. Apparently he got fucked over on a business deal and that's contributed to his uh, situation right now. A lot of people have been screwed. A lot of people went into the remote work thinking, great, I get to work from my home. I get to you know, do the hours that I want. I get to eat whenever I want. I can work out. I can do a free class on Zoom. And then the reality check hit them like a ton of bricks. Like, no, you fucking idiot. They have you home so that you can work more. You are working more now than you did before when you went into the office. This is a fact. You do not work less when you work home. Remember those take-home quizzes and those take-home tests that you used to do back in the day in high school and college? Those shits were always harder, right? Anything you do at home will be harder. And not only that, but your only space, okay, to, to where you consider your safe space 
your relaxing space has now become your office. And most of you are living in tiny, tiny, you know, uh, hole-in-the-wall apartments, right? Because you're all renting, all right? And, you know, you don't have now, this the small space that you already have has already, has gotten smaller. Because now your space is not your space anymore. Your space belongs to your boss, right? That is your, your, your office is your new cubicle and it is an extension of the workplace. It is not yours anymore. And this is very important to remember. It's very important to understand that, right? As we look towards 2021 and what it is we really want from ourselves, what it is that we really want to accomplish. Do we want to be stuck home all day? Do we want to be stuck missing lunch every day because you're just trying to power straight through so that you can get to the end of your day so that you can be done with this shit? Corporations are struggling. Businesses, small businesses are struggling right now. They will squeeze the last bit of juice that you got out that you have inside of you and not give two shits about it. All right. They didn't care before and they definitely don't care right now. It's survival mode right now for everyone. And you have to sit there and you have to think to yourself, how much more energy can I dedicate to this? When am I going to have time for myself? Okay. So again, back to this, this, this client, you know, back to the meditation, right? It all goes back to that all the time. Okay. So there's reluctance when it comes to this, because once, you know, this, this is where we tell the difference between someone who, who really is woke or who really wants to be woke and someone who is just going to deny that there's a problem. You know, I get two, two reactions when I talk to people about the potential to establishing a meditation practice. I get the one individual who is, is eager to start, who wants to start yesterday, and they go all in for the most part because you've established a trust with them. But then I have the individual who, can't, who won't even be able to look me in the eye because it's almost like I figured them out. You know, I, I figured them out. I've exposed them. Okay. They don't want to look at you in your face. You know, they want to change the subject. They're easily distracted. You know, and I'll tell you straight up, it's usually the guys. Usually the guys are the toughest because they've gone such a long time believing their bullshit. And I was one of these guys, you know, they've been going a long time buying into their own shit. All right. Reinforcing all of their bad habits because they're successful in business or they're financially successful. So they feel like I can continue to be my dickhead self because I'm successful, right? doesn't matter how fucking crazy I am. It doesn't matter how, how much I hurt other people. It doesn't matter that I'm alone the majority of the time, you know, and, and, and you'll see the, 
the 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 memes on Instagram about how you know antisocial people are always smarter. Like, no, that's bullshit. If you were smart, you'd be more social and you've had more fucking friends. Okay. Right? It's it's the person who just devotes their entire life towards their quote unquote passion, which is more often than not their work. Okay. And I was one of those guys. I was one of those assholes. Right. Everything nothing was was more important than me opening up my gym. So I stepped over people, I used people, I shitted on people. I did everything that I could to climb up that ladder to get to where I wanted. And you're alone, not because you choose to be alone. You're alone because people are sick of your shit. People are sick of your shit. They're tired of it just being about you all the time. They're over you. They wish you the best. They still love you, but they're over your shit. Go do you then, dude. Go do you. Stop using me. Stop abusing me. Stop stepping on me, right? Stop sucking up all my energy just to get what you want in business, right? So so we all know people that are like that. I was like that. It damn near ruined my marriage. You know, uh, with, with, with my family, you know, I, I exhausted my family to the point where, where they're, they're broke, you know? Um, it, it, was, it was painful. It was very painful, man. And, 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 you don't, and you don't see it while you're in it. You don't see it. All you see is that You've got that tunnel vision and you're just looking at the end of the tunnel and you could see it and it's there and you could touch it. And then you get it. Then you have it. Then you're touching it. You can smell it. You're in it. And then you look around and you realize that you're by yourself. You've got no one there to celebrate with you. They say that it's very lonely at the top and they're not wrong. How, how do we want things to be? Is that what we want to be alone? Do we really think that human beings were made to be alone? Do you think that that antisocial behavior is gonna breed a society of, of continuity, of love, of, of uh, community, of uh, success. Do we really think that? Do we think just because a few asshole, you know, CEOs have been able to, to build billion dollar empires, do we really think that that's the way to go now? Is that what we're all shooting for right now? Is that what we really want? Is that what we, do we really need more of that? No, we don't. We need more love. We need people who give a shit. 
We need people who are willing to put their asses on the line for someone else. People that are willing to sacrifice themselves. And not just for their own personal agenda. This is how you uplift a society. This is how you uplift a world. Giving. Being in service. Not being afraid to fail. But it starts with you. It starts inside of you. Okay, whether you're, you're a person that believes in science and science only, if you're spiritual, you need to align both. We need to find that balance. Understand that there is no light without darkness. Okay, where is that gray area? Where is that, where's that middle ground that we can all meet on and, and be successful together and learn from each other and love one another? This is where we need to grow. In the gray is where we grow. Okay, so that's my talk for today. I want to thank you very much for supporting me. It means everything to me. I love you very much. Um, I will be doing some plant medicine ceremonies in the near future. And I'd love for you to participate. I'd love for you to, to uh, be a part of the, the next phase of my spiritual journey the guided meditations, the meditative movement flows, the ceremonies, these are just the beginning. We will be growing in number very, very soon. We are already growing. There's plenty of people out there that are interested in seeking uh, their, their higher self and are willing to make the journey, to begin their journey. And I believe in you. You deserve it. You deserve nothing but the best. These are our affirmations. You are worth it. You are loved. You do deserve the best. And I will continue to bring you my best. Okay? You deserve it. And I'm in service to you. Make sure that you follow up on... Go in Joe Vega on my Instagram. Uh, we're working on a website. We're working on a little press kit. We're going to be working, doing individual sessions with people. And we're going to be doing team sessions. So whether you have a corporate group, whether you have a small group of friends and colleagues that you feel like that may benefit from having a meditative experience a meditative ceremony uh, or if you want to take the next step up and have a plant ceremony plant medicine ceremony we will be able to do that okay hit us up on the dm uh, i look forward to our next podcast and make sure you follow up on us uh, we've got a few other events coming up and they're they'll be beautiful they'll be amazing love you very much Talk to you soon.